edition of the UK Law Weekly podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week we're going to be looking at the Crown on the application of Newbie Foods Limited and the Food Standards Agency. And the citation for this case is 2019 UKSC 18. So for those of you who were put off by my episode on erectile dysfunction the other week, I have some bad news for you. Although the meat that we are talking about this week is not quite the same, I will offer the same warning about listening when you are about to eat. When you go to, say, a butcher or the local supermarket, the meat that is available for purchase is animal flesh, made up of mostly muscle and some fat as well. The problem is that this is not really the most efficient process, as it leaves a lot of meat behind on the bone. There are a couple of ways around this, and the one that we will be focusing on in this episode is where the bone is left intact while the meat is scraped and shaved from around it. The appellant in this case is Newbie Foods, and they have a machine that can carry this out, and the resulting offcuts are passed through a machine to produce a product that is not dissimilar to minced meat. Legally, this was recognised in the UK as desinued meat, but the Commission of the European Union was not happy with this classification, and so in 2012 the Food Standards Agency responded by stating that not only could desinued meat no longer be produced from beef or lamb, but also that desinued meat that came from chicken or pork now had to instead be classified as mechanically separated meat. This is quite the downgrade, because mechanically separated meat is basically where not only the meat, but bone, bone marrow, skin, nerves and blood vessels are all forced through a grinder to produce what is commonly known as white slime. And if you have ever seen it, then you will know that this is a pretty apt description. Newbie were far from happy about this, because while mechanically separated meat can still be used in meat products, it doesn't actually count towards the meat content, and so is far less valuable than when desinued meat had its own classification. With that in mind, Newbie brought the judicial review that we have before us today, as they challenged that moratorium that had been issued by the Food Standards Agency. When the case went before the High Court, the judge made a preliminary reference to the Court of Justice of the European Union to ask them what exactly mechanically separated meat is, given the definition that has already been provided under point 1.14 of Annex 1 to EU Regulation 853-2004. They broke the definition down into three key points that are worth briefly going over now. Firstly, we have to be dealing with bones, where some meat is still attached, even if the main cut has already been taken away. Second, the meat has to be recovered using some form of mechanical separation. And finally, the structure of the muscle fibre has to be lost, or at the very least modified, as a result of the process. Upon hearing this clarification on the issue, Newby abandoned its judicial review in relation to lamb and beef, but carried on in relation to pork and chicken. So how did they get on? Well, once the High Court was armed with its definition from the Court of Justice, it held that Newbie's product did not match up with the definition of mechanically separated meat, and that it therefore could count towards the meat content in foods such as hot dogs and meatballs, etc. Unfortunately for them, the Food Standards Agency were then successful in their appeal to the Court of Appeal, and so the only recourse left was for Newbie to hope for a sympathetic interpretation by the Supreme Court, which is where we are going to pick the case up. The starting point is, as you might expect, the definition, and our life is made a lot easier by the fact that both parties agreed that the first two parts of the definition were satisfied. 
This only leaves us with the third part, which, to remind you, was that there had to be some sort of loss or modification of the muscle fibre structure by way of the process. Of course, on a literal interpretation, this might cause some real problems, because on even the finest piece of meat, there is likely to be some sort of modification of the muscle fibre structure. And so the Court of Justice allowed for a reprieve where the loss or modification at the point where the meat was cut was less than the actual meat taken from the animal itself. All of this does make sense, but it also opened up a potential loophole in the law for newbie to squeeze through. That is exactly what happened in the High Court, where they successfully argued that the so-called cutting point refers to where the meat was cut during the process of recovering it. In other words, you have already taken your main cut of meat and are left with the bone as well as some meat and viscera that is attached to it. According to this interpretation, the cutting point is where you are taking meat from the bone, and so because the newbie process leaves this excess meat intact, it does not fall within the European definition of mechanically separated meat. The reason that this fell down in the Court of Appeal was because they took a much more narrow approach to what the cutting point is. For them, it can only refer to the edges of the main cut of meat, and so anything after that, including what is produced by newbie, is by definition modified muscle fibre structure. In the end, then, this was the real question for the Supreme Court as they decided between a narrow and broad interpretation of cutting point. In his leading judgment, Lord Sales gives the reasons why the justices eventually held that the narrow interpretation of the Court of Appeal was correct. For a start, the judgment of the Court of Justice is really just talking about the process that occurs after the main cut has already happened. This links into the second point where Lord Sales points out that the European Court is really talking about meat separation in two phases. For the main first cut, there can be mechanical separation as this is not significantly impacting on the structure. Mechanical separation after this point is affecting the structural integrity and therefore the product constitutes mechanically separated meat. The key word here is significantly as the point from the preliminary reference is that court is not going to try and carry out some precise measurement of muscle fibre structure that is lost. Instead, it is pretty clear that with this qualification to the definition, they are just trying to ensure that those first main cuts of meat are not categorised as mechanically separated meat, simply because of some minor loss of structural integrity around the edge. Furthermore, just because newbie are not necessarily taking that first main cut of meat themselves, that doesn't affect the decision of the Supreme Court. For their final reason, the justices actually turned back to the main judgment given by the Court of Justice of the European Union, who said that if their definition was applied to this case, then what newbie produced would be classified as mechanically separated meat. At this point, you may be outraged and shouting, Marcus, if the Court of Justice have already decided this, what, then why have you just wasted the last five minutes with all of this build-up? Well, the answer is that this judgement from Luxembourg actually falls under something called the Preliminary Reference Procedure, whereby the European Court simply provide a definition or interpretation of EU law, and then pass the case back to the UK for a final judgement. This itself raises two further interesting points. Number one is why the court saw fit to draw a conclusion at all. They are only meant to be providing a definition, and so dealing with the specifics of the case is clearly overstepping the mark. 
Of course, it isn't binding, but when Brexiteers talk about European courts making decisions that impinge on the jurisdiction of UK courts, then this is the sort of thing that only adds fuel to the fire. Number two is that the High Court deliberately ignored this and struck out its own path. As we noted, the judge is well within his rights to do this, but it is fascinating that he would do this so brazenly after the Court of Justice has been so specific. This suggests that Justice Edward Stewart felt that the Court of Justice had incorrectly applied its own definition, but it also would not be surprising to hear that the judge was also quite unhappy about the interventionist approach from Europe. Anyway, Lord Sales in the Supreme Court was quite happy for the Court of Justice to offer its own view of the case. Their analysis and conclusion is a persuasive factor in itself, and beyond that the definition that they provided makes the issue act clear. This means that the law in this area is clear, and no further reference is needed on the subject. For our own discussion of this case, I feel like this might be one of those situations where the judgement is on balance correct, but the law itself operates quite harshly. The three-part definition offered by the Court of Justice does break things down nicely, and even when we get to the controversial third part, where we have to think about the loss or modification of muscle fibre, a broader interpretation sits more closely with what the law is trying to achieve. In other words, it makes more common sense to think that the law is trying to create a small exception when dealing with main cuts of meat, rather than a much broader exception that also covers when you are recovering meat from the bone. Nevertheless, it is also possible to be quite sympathetic to the approach taken by the High Court, and not just because they stuck one to the European Court of Justice. If we go back to the start of this case and the factual background, you will remember that Newby were producing something that was not far off in terms of content and quality as minced meat. However, because of the actions of the European Commission, this got downgraded in the eyes of the law to become what is essentially slurry that is used to make gelatin. This broad stroke approach does feel harsh and is like throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Indeed, it is unclear why a distinction cannot be drawn between products that are of such vastly different quality. It feels like saying that the cheap wine from the supermarket can only be sold as paint stripper. Sure, the wine might not be that great compared to others of a better vintage, but that doesn't automatically mean that it isn't wine at all. The judgement from the High Court offered a nice way around this, as it deliberately developed an interpretation that, for all intents and purposes, retained the distinction that existed prior to 2012. Granted, this might not have matched with what the European Commission and the Court of Justice intended, but it would have provided a more equitable outcome for meat manufacturers, and helped to protect an important British industry from undue interference. Well, thank you very much for tuning into this episode of the UK Law Weekly podcast, and thanks as ever to bensound.com who provide the theme music. If you want to find out more about me and my work, then do visit the website at uklawweekly.com where you can also sign up for the free mailing list. I'll be back with another episode next week, but for now, bye!